Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 133 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you tomorrow. My play-by-play Jack Michaels, uh, partner Jack Michaels, just as he wraps up uh, Oilers practice at about 12.20, will join us for about six or seven minutes. Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers and our friends at the River Cree Resort Casino. Mark Spector for the horses and horse race in Alberta. And with a uh, preview of the Toronto Maple Leafs, James Myrtle from The Athletic in Toronto. We had to bump James. He was going to join us yesterday, but they had a... A little bit of a uh, an issue uh, in Washington at uh, the Capitol. So we uh, broke into news coverage at that time. It is Thursday, part of Truculent Thursday. We've had Louis DeBrusque and Brian Burke. And we are going to be pleased to be joined on a River Creek Resort and Casino hotline by Edmonton sporting icon, former Oiler player, and now Montreal-based media personality. We welcome back to the show, George LaRock. Hello, George. How are you? Very good, Bob. How's everything? Good. Uh, are people in Quebec starting to get excited about uh, the fact that we're into training camp now and we're going to have some NHL hockey next Wednesday? You know, with the bad news we got yesterday, Bob, I'm telling you that people are so anxious for hockey in Montreal because yesterday uh, they, <laughs> we got a new rule that the fact that, you know, everything, they, uh, locked they put down. a confinement lockdown for another month, and on top of that, they put a curfew at 8 o'clock. So people were pretty upset about that, obviously, right? And they're closing all the stores and everything at 7.30, so people have time to get home. And, and if you get caught outside of anywhere uh, after 8 o'clock, huge fines and stuff. So, But the fact that hockey starting next week, um, and now there's hockey, and because Montreal, they have such a good team now, uh, you know, people, even though they're going to be staying at home, they got something to watch, so people are pretty excited despite what's going on. They have an eight o'clock curfew in Quebec. <laughs> you know, I could talk to you on and on about the impact of what this having here and, and the way people are reacting about this. But yeah, you know, the schools are open, but you put eight o'clock curfew. So I don't understand how you know if you want to put a curfew, which is pretty extreme, the 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 school should be closed, right? But they're open, the curfew is on, 
and uh, yeah, so people are trying to get everything done in a day because at eight o'clock. Uh, they're going to be checking the street and everywhere, and you better not it, be out there. Back in the day, George, wasn't that when you just got started? Was around eight o'clock at night? Back in the day. <laughs> back in your single days, back in the back when you were playing. No, 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 no. Back you, you when were, I was playing. No, no, Bob. Back I, when I was playing, it always starts at midnight at Robin Jungle. Back in the day. <laughs> at the what? <laughs> what was called the Robin Jungle? Ron Jungle. It was the bar. It was the bar inside the inside the West Edmonton Mall. There was also Berry Keys. There was Iron Horse. All those plays. But you have to be that midnight. Yeah. When you get that midnight, that's when there was lineup, and that's what you others you break their lineup. You go right in, <laughs> and that's when you look at all the prospects, and then you go home lucky like a king. Oh, George. But again, but again, you ask me back in the days. I'm not like that anymore, but you ask me back in the days how it was, right? Okay, so you're an oiler, so you jumped the line. What a surprise. Uh, uh, By the way, uh, you know that every athlete do, right? And I'm pretty sure that any any current oilers right now that goes out, they don't wait and line up outside. I will tell you, even some of the low-level media weasels back in the day could jump the line at some establishments if, <laughs> if, if, if maybe they were doing the Alberta Golden Bears games and the uh, bouncers may have been uh, Golden Bear football players or uh, yeah, hockey right. players or something like that. So, because I too, George, used to go to Barry T's a little bit before you were in town uh in a time in which you know some of the greatest players on the planet uh wore the Oilers jersey and it, all i can say is george aren't you glad there's no camera phones back then oh my god like nice we had it as these two man i'm <laughs> telling you red if there was remember phones. this is george this is a pg13 crowd no, okay? no no i know no all i'm saying is that i was just going to repeat again what my thoughts that if there was cameras back then, uh, there's no way some of us would have played more than a couple of years in the NHL. That's for sure. But again, it's a different time. Now you got to watch everything you do, everything you say, because you know people that are people that are not known with just one video, they could explode in social media with a video of someone of some celebrity doing something, and then how all of a sudden you become an instant celebrity. And everyone out there is trying to become a instant celebrity. That's why the TikTok and all that stuff is out there. And people that try to become YouTube sensations so they can make money, like like that guy that knocked out that basketball player and, uh, you know, all that stuff. So with social media now, you got to watch everything that you do because uh, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's dangerous. It's addicting. And at the same time, it could, damage, uh, it could uh, do luck damaging in an athlete's career. So which place did you have the most fun at? Was it the Rum Jungle? Yes, the Roman Jungle, because um, um, without, without going too much in detail, the Roman Jungle was good because there was back stairs that you could go on. Okay, I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> See, what? And, what uh, and, and right now there's people driving around and people listening, and they're going to be totally laughing. Because what happens, George, is you graduate uh, from your nightclub years as a, a dude, and you get into your pub years after the nightclub years, where you're no longer going to the club every night because you've got a, you know, a, uh, you got to be up and back at it at seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning the next day. But maybe you go to the pub and the same group of guys at a pub. Now I will tell you that when Barry T's opened, 
the, it had a public atmosphere during the course of the day as well. They had all the same regulars that used to be in there. I know they had a terrific bartender by the name of Doug Monroe, who I later worked with at Moe's Sports Parlor, and those guys were legends in the city's south side back in the mid-1980s. Like, it was off the charts, but uh, funny, funny stuff. Yeah, oh, no, man, there's so many great things. Like, I remember Shadow and... There was a bar in, uh, in West End there. His name is Shadow. He's a bartender. You know when the bartender, they used to do tricks, flipping stuff in the air and stuff? Yeah, yeah. He was unbelievable. He was doing that. What's that, that club, that place? It, uh, it turned into a club at night. It was a really good dinner place at night. Uh, it was by 170th Street and, and Stone Plain. It was very good. It was there for years. I don't remember the name of it and stuff. And it was unreal, this place. We'd all go there to eat at the games and stuff. It was right awesome. by Dante, like right by Dante's? Yeah, Dante's not Dante. yeah not maybe, no, maybe it was Dante's. Yeah, maybe it was Dante's, the place I'm talking to you about. And Shadow was working there, and it was a, a popular bar. People would go, they'd go to that place just to go see him, um, to go see him flip uh, the drinks in the air and stuff. It was so good. But, you know, in the, in the 80s, in the Wayne and Messier time, overtime was the place for those guys and stuff. That <laughs> was in the nineties, man. I mean, in the nineties, we, we, we did our we did our we did our show at overtime. We used to on the other station. Uh, yeah. So, oh yeah, and, yeah, and and, and and we didn't go there because it, it was the, the crowd was too old for us uh, right. when we were yes. playing and stuff. Yes. So it was a much, but it still it was a great place. Also, it was, it was right beside Panda Gym, which Daryl Duke was running. And when we trained there sometimes, you know, Panna Gym, the boxing gym and yes. stuff, that uh, Daryl was there and uh, Franco Sestito too and huge boxing guys that we used to go train there with Curtis Brackenbury uh, also. And, man, I remember all those places. It was so fun. Now it's not the same vibes anymore, the clubs anymore, which is fine because, you know, now with social media, guys are not – they don't go out as much because back in the days, Bob, Bob when we did not game, Every day of the every day of the week, there was a separate separate club to go to every night. Uh, uh, yes, absolutely. Overtime had. I don't know if you remember this, George, but Overtime used to. Uh, that was Sandy Nesbitt from Overtime, and he was Kevin. He lived with Kevin Lowe uh, in the. 80s in Edmonton, and they used yeah. to have they used to have an advertisement that ran uh, overtime where nobody goes home until somebody scores. And I, yeah, I used to right. I, I used to just laugh at that. <laughs> speaking of bartenders, speaking of bartenders, uh, there was a guy on Jeopardy. His name was Austin Rogers back in 2017. He went like you know went on like a 12 or 13 game winning streak. He went over 400,000 bucks. And he was a really unique guy, and people would sh- now show up where he's a bartender because of his fame from Jeopardy, and they want to see him. I mean, it's just crazy, eh, how you think yeah. about a guy being creative. All right, so besides the fact that you got a shutdown at 8 o'clock, and that wouldn't have rolled back in the, back in the 80s and 90s, everybody's exce- excited. The Montreal Canadiens are getting after it, uh, and they got a pretty good team, George. Well, you know, again, the Oilers will qualify to make the playoffs. And, and I know I've talked about the Oilers goalie, but they will qualify to make the playoffs, even though there's still some missing pieces. But the Canadians are the team to beat um, in the Canadian division. Because you look at, and by the way, I've been looking at the practices. Bob Anderson is flying. It's, um, I don't know 
if there's any better power forward in the NHL than him. I know I'm exaggerating because he only had one goal while last year and he was hurt, but I'm looking at the way that he's skating, like he's playing right now, and how big he is, how physical he's going to be. My God, I can't wait to see uh, those matchups, uh, the, uh, the cleanings against the oil and I guess all the other teams, because he's going to be a tank. He's going to be really tough to stop because he's playing with a chip in his shoulder because a lot of people thinking that, you know, he's never going to be the same player. And that guy, he's excited. He can't wait for things to start. So it's just that, you know, you, you look at the, the Montreal team and the GM said, this is it. He said, we're going for it. They're trying to win now. And it's, it's awesome that because, you know, all that happened because of COVID, Bob. Because before COVID, Montreal weren't going to make the playoffs. And then it was going to be another disastrous year, and all the fans, everybody was complaining. And then COVID happened. Montreal goes in the playoff back door. They beat teams that they weren't supposed to beat. They do so good. You see KK being back the center that everybody hoped he was going to be. You see Suzuki uh, getting better and forging himself into a top-line sentiment. And how, hell of a sudden, after all these results, Bergevin is like, you know what? This is it. We're going for it. And look at all the key pieces he had it. And the thing to his credit, Bob, is that all the key pieces he had it to the team, he didn't give anything in return. It cost him nothing. He didn't jeopardize the future. And look at all the addition. It's unreal. And then, because I remember when Petrie was going to resign a Gallagher, they asked the team to make sure, like, they weren't going to resign it. Bergevin didn't assure them that they were going to improve the team. And he did. And now, if you look at that, Man, Price is going to be able to be rested because back in the day, Price had to play pretty much every game because the backup was so bad that every time you put the backup in, he'd let in like so many goals that fans were complaining, saying, why didn't we leave Price minute? He makes $10 million a year. But we know that with the NHL, it's so fast now. Goalies cannot do like Brother did back in the day of Grand Field playing 72, 72, 76 game a year. It's too much. It's too demanding. Guys are too fast. Game is too hard. And the schedule this year, 56 game in 100 days, that's a game pretty much every two days. A lot of back-to-back nights. You can't have your goalie back-to-back games because you're going to burn them out. And we saw in the playoff a price rested what it's going to be. So that's why in the Canadian division, Montreal, whether you like them or not, they have the best tandem goalies. The number one, number two, they have the best. The second best tandem in the NHL is Vegas that has it with Leonard and Fleury, which I don't know how long Fleury is going to be there. Leonard just got shoulder surgery, so they're keeping Fleury to start, but are they going to eventually trade him? I don't know. But the tandem this year is very important because it's going to make a difference in back-to-back nights. You pretty much need, like, two number one goalies to do the job. So that's why when I look at the Montreal team, you know, they look really good. They look like they're the favorite to win. I can't wait to see what Toronto is going to do because, yeah, you had it about, uh, like Joe Thornton for the leadership, but, again, could they win with Matthews and, Matt and Marner? I'm not so sure about that. And the fact that they, tra- they tried to trade Anderson and they couldn't, and now he's the one going to be there because they couldn't trade him, uh, it looks pretty weird to see that you want to improve in that position and you're stuck with him and you're staying there. So we'll see what, what they could do. But, but I'm very, like, that division, the game, the quality of matchup we'll, we'll be able to witness, even with... Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ottawa, it, 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 it is the best division in the NHL, hands down. The well, toughest is yeah. the best. We'll just mention that the Ontario provincial government has given green light for NHL home games in Toronto and Ottawa. Uh, no spectators allowed in the venues, and that rule is unlikely to be relaxed at any point during the season. Ian Mendes uh, reporting, I believe he's now with the Athletic. He's worked in Ottawa for a number of years. So the seven Canadian teams are going to play again. Uh, Quebec has a curfew at eight. Did not know that. Uh, George LaRock joins us. <laughs> Edmonton's Edmonton sporting icon. Wow. Hey, George, uh, we were talking about superstition, okay? Athletes being superstitious. Somebody texted the show earlier today and said you gave them tickets to a game against L.A., you got a hat trick, and you made the guy go to the next game and gave him the same tickets, but you told him he had to wear the same clothes. Is that true? (laughs) You know, I was so superstitious. It is possible. I don't remember this one so particularly, but there's one thing for sure. The day of the hat trick, um, you know, everything I did, I did it again. But unfortunately, it didn't happen again. But (laughs) I did do everything that I did that day, uh, which is nuts. And actually, you know, you know the the, the the free game ritual that I've always had is that before every game I would I would eat a full chicken. That that was my stuff. I would eat chicken bob before every game. I go to Safeway, pick up a chicken and that was my pregame meal. That's something that I did every time. And also uh, with each player on the team, pretty much at least half the team, I had a ritual that had to do with so many guys. And the only reason why they did it is because they they, they couldn't, like, I was going to harm them until they, they gave in. So I had uh, so many things with different guys and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was a routine that I would do all the time. And uh, and I would always, before every game, like, I'd get so earlier before the game, i come with Gator, we'd take a cab, like, to get to the rink, like, more than three hours before the game, uh, stuff like this. Uh, in pregame meal, I was always eat the same thing. In pregame nap, I always leave the same amount of time. And actually, if you want to hear about one of the weirdest superstitions that I had, which I don't know why, um, just before my nap, uh, I used to watch Days of a Life every time. Every time I needed to watch it, it would calm me down. Uh, before I knew I was going to get into a huge fight or whatever, I would watch Days of a Life, have my lunch, go, to, go have my nap, and go to the rink earlier. <laughs> was, Days, was Days of Our Lives the one with Bo and Hope Brady? Were they like yes, the superpower yes. couple? <laughs> The one wow. with Stefano and, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough that, you know, I don't know. And I don't know why I picked that again. It's something that's been going on for so many years and, and guys yeah. used to tease me about it. But, yeah, that's that's what I did. It's something that the routine, as weird as it sounded that it was, uh, that's that's what I did. And, and, you know, it's funny because there's so many things that I did that guys would go up to me and they'd be like, they, they throw, 
like slur at me that you can't say anymore, like that are homophobic slur, you know, because back, because back yes. in the day, yes, guys used to use those slur all the time. Right. And when they, when they threw that, at, when they threw that at me because of some of the superstitious thing that I would do that were pretty uh, childish and at, at, at because I was as a child in a man's body, I've always was when I played and I'm still am today. And I would always tell the guy, well, you, you know, it's not bad for a guy that, that, that could fight anyone in the league to uh, right. to have the, this temperament, right? Because again, you know, if you when you knew me as a person, even back then when you played hockey, uh, nobody would ever thought that'd be a tough guy because I never ever off the ice. Bob, I joke around all the time, yes. but I was, it was never about fighting. And you saw me many times in the dressing room, and I would climb around, I would joke around all the time. I was never a revved up guy that drank or that the crazy, that, that, that you would think that is a tough guy when, when you get to know the person. Right. So that's why it's, it's, it's always, a, it's always like, even when I look at my career often, I can't believe that I did that for a living. I can't believe that I did that because I, I didn't like it. I hated it. You're but good I at did it. it to stay in the NHL. I, I did it. You know, I figured, Bob, if I hate fighting so much, I might as well be the best at it. So if I am, I won't do it as much. So there's so many times when guys would go up to me in a warm-up and be like, George, uh, I really don't want to fight tonight. So you know what? I'm going to ask you a question when the game starts and just say no, okay? And then you would – and then – People would be like, George, do you have uh, do you have ten kids? And I'd say no, and then they go back to the bench saying, I asked him to go. He said no, you know, because you see my head, you know, like stuff like this that guys would do all the time because they didn't want to go right, which is because of my reputation, which was perfect. So I figured I'm gonna be really good at this. I won't have to do it as much, and that's it. Teams are gonna respect me. But if you have a guy, Bob, that fights 40 times a year. Uh, as exciting this could be for the fans it shows that your tough guy is not tough enough because nobody's afraid of him nobody's afraid to mix it up right. with him. Yes. so people were taking liberties anyway right but against yeah. my team people didn't do that like you never saw any tough guy running around like the, and, and, and when they played the others never and actually you remember when I left it's funny because when I left the others when I was there for so long and and um, because I wanted to stay but Kevin Love wouldn't give me a no trade clause because I knew he wanted to uh, sign me to trade me after but anyway um it's funny because when i was gone and i remember when you guys played minnesota and and bugard used to yeah. enter emski and everybody on the team the others for so many years tried to get a guy to answer the bugard to all the other guys and they couldn't they couldn't find anyone to do so and when i al- almost came back to edmonton which it's only regret i have in my life is that i didn't go back and sign in, in edmonton when i had the chance but i remember mackie when he called me and he said since man the heart growth founder man he called me and he said that realizing that i should have never left i don't know why i you know i said in montreal for my mom because my mom was begging me to stay yes. there but edmonton uh ever since i was drafted by this team and i played there above is the only place even though it was one montreal that i've always felt at home uh, when i played there and when i was there because of how embracing the community was and how close i was to everyone and and, 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 and how it is living in there, how awesome it was. And remember when I tried uh, to convince uh, Marianne Osa to sign in Montreal, like, because there was a time where it was really hard to sign free agent and I was yeah. going to do a DVD to attract free agent to Edmonton, telling how awesome of a city it is and stuff. Uh, man, this place is like to raise a family and to be living somewhere and stuff. Uh, I think Edmonton still to this day is still the best place to play and to live uh, in Canada. George, and it's 
We've gone 22 minutes. I'm just gonna gonna make you laugh, okay? Just to okay, okay, conclude. Okay. So your pregame superstition was chicken, and Louis de Bruss is ice cream. The problem I had is I combined the two before every game. So. <laughs> Actually, Bob, no, your routine, Bob, with Dairy Queen, remember? When you used to go to drive through all the time and you eat the full Sundays and all yes, that stuff? Yes, yes, thank you. The one, right, Queen, the one right by your house, George, back of the day. Yeah, and Bob, it's, it's because of Dairy Queen that when you raised Robert Brownlee, you were rolling. You didn't I, run. You were rolling with him. I still beat him, George. Never forget that. George, <laughs> we'll, we'll have you on next Thursday, all right, my man? Thanks, bro. All right, that is. This is George LaRock. Oh, what a beauty. Uh, nothing wrong with poking a little bit of fun out of guy. And I'm a pretty easy target uh, to do so. We will tell you, the best pizza in the city, still making a great Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu in a list of 13 Edmonton area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. We got texts on a multitude of Edmonton late-night hotspots during the George LaRock era. Uh, Text on superstitious dieting. Uh, Text on George's hat-trick uh, during the course of that conversation. Text on the Montreal Canadiens. We ran the gamut. To this day in Oilers history, back in the 630 Chet Studios, Brendan Escott. In 2008, uh, the Oilers shut out the New York Islanders 4 nothing on home ice. Uh, Mathieu Garon making 35 saves. Dustin Penner, Jarrett Stoll, Alice Hemsky, Sean Horkoff, and Tom Gilbert all putting up 2.9s. Yeah, uh, Garon had a terrific second half to the 07-08 season. Reed Wilkins has inside sport tonight. He'll have a whole bunch coming from uh, Edmonton Oilers training camp. You'll also hear from Ottawa Senators uh, radio color analyst Gord Wilson and newly signed Edmonton football team defensive back Jonathan Rose. Thank you very much for that. Again, tomorrow, Elliot for our friends at NHL Hockey and Rogers and the River Cree Resort Casino. Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the horses and horse race in Alberta. Jack Michaels. Uh, just as uh, I think tomorrow's another scrimmage day. And uh, James Myrtle will join us from the Athletic out of Toronto to take a look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. Up next, we will tell you that, uh, and I'm telling you right now, that uh, Chris, uh, who produces the show for Jalen and I, is a huge Ohio State fan. And today... Calls growing for the U.S. Congress for President Trump to be removed from office before Joe Biden's inauguration. Uh, inauguration, Jeez. Wow. Uh, either by impeachment or invoking the 25th Amendment. A professor from the Department of Political Science at Ohio State, the Ohio State Dr. Paul Beck, will join Jay Lynn after 2 o'clock today after the global news weather traffic update with eileen bell everybody have an awesome thursday back at you tomorrow so long from oilers now oilers now with bob stoffer weekdays at noon on oilers radio 6 30 chad